Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Vlakis, and I'm an expert certified fertility dietitian and nutritionist and founder of The Dietologist, a multiple award-winning virtual fertility and pregnancy nutrition clinic serving thousands from around the world, and of course, the host of this pod, Fertility Friendly Food. This podcast is dedicated to all things health and nutrition in the world of fertility, reproductive health, and pregnancy. Each week, I bring you practical snack-sized episodes to help improve your lifestyle on your trying-to-conceive journey, alongside guest expert interviews to help inspire you to learn and grow whilst you grow your family. journey? If so, you can feel like there are 101 things you could or should be doing when it comes to your preconception or fertility health. It's easy to get overwhelmed really quickly. This is exactly why we created our preconception lifestyle checklist. It's one page for you and one page for your partner, categorized into supplements, diet, lifestyle and environmental factors, and we focus on the low-hanging fruit. These are simple but effective strategies known to help improve your health and well-being for fertility and also for a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby too. Over 5,000 people have downloaded it already. Do you want your free copy too? Head to the link in the show notes now to swipe your free checklist. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back. I am back with another solo episode today, and this is based on one of the most frequently asked questions by clients here at the Dietologist Virtual Clinic and listeners and followers alike, which is, is a vegetarian or vegan diet good for fertility or should we be making some changes? Is it enough? Can we just supplement the gaps? Is it actually the ideal way of eating for fertility? So many questions, and I'm going to be answering them today. So on to today's episode, let's discuss veganism, vegetarianism, and fertility. First, a few definitions. A vegan diet is a diet free of meat, fish, poultry, eggs, dairy, honey, and all products of animals. Veganism can sometimes extend beyond the diet to excluding the utility of other animal products, for example, leather goods. A vegetarian diet is a diet free of meat, fish and poultry, but can include eggs and dairy. This is also known as a lacto-ovo-vegetarian. A plant-based diet is a term that has recently emerged that has different definitions depending on who you ask. I see it more similar to a flexitarian where people follow a dominantly vegetarian style of diet with a plant focus, but still may include some small portions of meat, fish, poultry on a less frequent basis. Some vegans also refer to their diet as a plant-based diet too. There are a variety of reasons people choose to follow this dietary pattern from ethical reasons to cultural and religious, health-related and more. But it's safe to say that plant-based eating is on the rise. You can just take a look at the ever-expanding section of meat alternative products in the supermarket. I understand that for some people this topic can be sensitive for a variety of reasons, so I just want to emphasize that making a significant dietary change should always be under the guidance of a dietitian like us. 
I know you hear that a lot, but whenever I see people attempt to adopt a plant-based diet or transition off of one without support, there seems to be a breaking point that most people get to on their own and they end up in our virtual office, sometimes pretty upset and not knowing what to do or how to do it. So skip that suffering and get the answers, right answers for you straight away. So now that we know what we are talking about here, let's get into some of the pros and cons of a more plant-forward way of eating when it comes to fertility health. The first pro is eating more fruits and vegetables, legumes, nuts, seeds, and whole grains. As a dietitian, I am not going to be the one to complain about you eating more plant foods. These all provide essential nutrients for fertility, including antioxidants to help fight inflammation, fiber, B vitamins, including folate, which is helpful to prevent neural tube defects in early pregnancy and is found in fortified breads and cereals and dark green leafy veggies in particular, nuts and seeds to provide a source of healthy fats and a range of minerals like zinc and selenium, legumes and beans for plant-based protein, zinc, magnesium, plant-based iron and B vitamins. These are all critical nutrients for both females and males when trying to conceive too. So there are definitely upsides to a more plant-focused diet, vegan or vegetarian. Another pro is vegetable protein being more dominant than animal protein. A vegan or vegetarian diet by nature is focused more on plant proteins from beans, legumes, tofu, tempeh, nuts and seeds, as well as whole grains and plant-based milks. Many people actually forget that foods such as bread and pasta do offer some protein to the diet too. In fact, a single slice of seeded bread can provide up to four grams of protein per slice. Research in the fertility nutrition space has shown that even just 5% of your total calories, which is about 25 grams of protein in a standard diet, being from vegetable protein over animal protein, reduce the risk of ovulatory infertility. So it looks like it is worth even just borrowing this little nugget of information and incorporating more plant foods for fertility, whether you are vegan, vegetarian, or omnivorous, uh, because that can be a really positive first step on your fertility nutrition path. The next pro is plenty of fiber. One of my favorite parts of a well-planned vegan or vegetarian diet is the abundance of dietary fiber that's on offer from fruits, veggies, whole grains, legumes and beans, nuts and seeds. The opportunity to hit that 30 gram per day target becomes so much simpler when there are an abundance of plant foods on offer. The benefits of getting enough fiber are numerous. From feeding the gut microbiome with prebiotics to keep the gut bugs healthy and happy, to keeping you regular, which is key for removing any hormone waste products leaving the body, which is obviously important for fertility. A high fiber diet has also been shown to be beneficial in endometriosis management as well. I hear you thinking, well, this sounds pretty good so far. Maybe I should be going vegan or vegetarian for my fertility. And for balance, here are some of the cons for you to consider before taking the plunge. The first con is nutrient deficiencies. Just like any other dietary pattern with some level of restriction, there is a risk of nutrient deficiencies. 
This can be absolutely critical during the fertility life stage where you are thinking about pregnancy, breastfeeding, and the increased nutrient demands to support you and your baby throughout. Here's a brief rundown of the nutrients you need to be mindful of, particularly on a vegan diet, but some of these also apply to a vegetarian diet too. The first is vitamin B12. This is naturally found only in animal foods. It is important for nerve health and helps support the absorption of folate in its role in building DNA in our cells, critical when wanting to build a new life. Whilst we don't need that much B12, we do need some every day, and it can take a really long time, like years, before we can see a deficiency. So a lot of people are really vigilant about monitoring their B12 levels in the first 6, 12 months, even 2 years of going plant-based, but tend to slacken off a little after that. Interestingly, that is often when B12 deficiency will strike. So it's important that if you are following a vegan or vegetarian diet that you check this regularly especially if you're going to plan a family soon. Now, if you're vegan, you can look for added B12 in soy milks and other products such as nutritional yeast and incorporate these regularly in your diet or consider daily supplementation. For vegetarians, it is generally easier to get enough B12 from eggs and dairy foods, although it can still occur, so monitoring here is key. The next nutrient is iron a nutrient that many females struggle to get enough of, particularly during pregnancy, as requirements really do soar from 18 milligrams pre-pregnancy to a whopping 27 milligrams, and that is just your maintenance amount. So if you're behind the eight ball, it's a lot more. It is challenging to get this without supplementation, particularly during pregnancy, but choosing iron-rich plant foods like legumes and beans – tofu and endamame beans, for example, and some whole grains, dried apricots, just to name a few, and combining them with a source of vitamin C, such as fruit, lemon or lime juice, chili, broccoli, spinach, tomato or capsicum or bell pepper for my overseas listeners can help with absorption. Avoiding foods or supplements containing high levels of calcium or zinc and avoiding tea or coffee for one to two hours around meals can help too, as these can all inhibit absorption of plant-based iron. For vegetarians, iron-rich foods can include eggs, although it comes from an animal, it still requires a source of vitamin C to maximize iron absorption. Zinc is the next nutrient. It's very important for DNA and particularly for sperm health. Zinc is typically found in meat, fish, seafood, chicken, and turkey. However, on a more plant-based diet, you can get zinc from legumes and beans and nuts and seeds. So aim to incorporate these daily. Iodine is a critical mineral for protecting your baby's developing brain health and to support the function of your thyroid, which is important in regulating your ovulation. Iodine is mostly found in products of the sea, so seafood, but that also does include seaweed, which is both vegan and vegetarian friendly. You can also find iodine in the iodized salt that's used in breads and also a variety of cereals. And you can also pick up plain iodized salt to season your food with at home. On a vegan diet, you can opt for seaweed as a snack and make homemade sushi and ensuring you use iodized salt at home. 
Vitamin D. There has been mixed evidence about vitamin D and its role in fertility, but no doubt it is a critical nutrient for our bones and immune health too, and important in interpreting a number of laboratory values, including your AMH. Getting enough vitamin D can be a challenge for most adults, particularly in winter. Of course, the best source is the sun. However, you can also get vitamin D fortified mushrooms, either in store or doing it yourself. And that is a vegan and vegetarian friendly form of vitamin D. Other sources include fish and egg yolks. So for our vegetarians, egg yolks are on the table, of course. Make sure you get your vitamin D levels tested and speak to your GP and dietitian about supplementation if you are deficient. The next nutrient that is at risk is omega-3s. Now, omega-3 fatty acids are absolutely critical for fertility. You can listen to our omega-3 episode that I'll leave in the show notes for you. This can support both egg and sperm health, the uterine lining, and more. I often see people who have been long-term vegans or vegetarians for a number of years, and when we test their blood level of omega-3s, it is almost always abysmally low. There is really no amount of chia seeds, flax seeds, walnuts, or hemp seeds that do contain plant-based omega-3s called ALA that is going to do the job. Sadly, the conversion of ALA to EPA and DHA, which are commonly found in marine sources like salmon, ocean trout, mackerel, and sardines is pretty low, like 4 to 12% kind of low. So for both vegans and vegetarians, this becomes a key target for us as fertility dietitians when it comes to planning supplementation in preconception and pregnancy. And finally, the other nutrient at risk is choline. For vegetarians, it can be a pretty simple way to reach adequate amounts of choline, a key nutrient for baby's brain development by eating enough eggs, specifically egg yolks. For those who follow a vegan diet, though, you can prioritize endamame beans, broccoli, quinoa, and whole grains. However, reaching the choline target from plant foods alone, especially in pregnancy, can be near impossible in a practical sense. So there's certainly a lot of nutrients that are at at risk. And while some of these can be bridged supplementary, it can mean that you are taking more supplements than usual. Um, That may be fine with you, but that may not be fine with you. So that's all something to weigh up. And I would say even with excellent dietary planning, sometimes these nutrients are very, very, very challenging to reach the target of through diet alone. The next con is buying into the vegan quote-unquote junk food market. Now, I don't like to use the word junk food, but I do see my fair share of people approaching a plant-based diet, vegan or vegetarian diet, with just an approach of, you know, chips or crisps are vegan or vegetarian, coconut ice cream is vegan, or hey, Oreos are vegan too. And all of a sudden, we're really knees deep in a lot of processed foods, which there's nothing wrong with. But from a nutrition perspective, we are crowding out all the lovely fruits, veggies, whole grains, legumes and beans, nuts and seeds. And for vegetarians, eggs and plain dairy foods, that would be doing the legwork of getting the important macro and micronutrients into your diet. 
We know that minimizing sugary foods, highly processed foods and saturated fats is important for those trying to conceive. So the way that you approach your plant-based diet is quite important. Now, like I said, this isn't to say you can't enjoy these foods just like anyone else, but just like any dietary label, don't let it make you blind to the other properties of the food. Just because it's plant-based doesn't necessarily make it automatically nutritious. With the rise of plant-based meat alternatives, for example, we need to keep these processed foods in check as they have been shown to be very high in salt and may not be as healthy of an option as they appear to be on the surface. The next con is that there is no specific evidence to support a vegan style diet specifically for fertility. Unfortunately, at this time, there have been There have not been any specific studies comparing the fertility of those following a healthful vegan diet versus those following Australian dietary guidelines or something similar. So it's hard to know the direct effect of a vegan or vegetarian diet on fertility. Just because the evidence is lacking, it doesn't mean it wouldn't be of benefit, but it also doesn't give us any guidance or green lights. And the final con is layering. Layering the vegan and vegetarian diet on top of other nutritional concerns related to fertility can be a huge challenge. This isn't something I see talked about in the evidence or the literature, but something I see a decent amount of in practice. So I did want to share a few of my thoughts with you. So commonly when people are coming to work with us, there are one or more underlying health conditions or risk factors or concerns like PCOS or insulin resistance, or previous history of gestational diabetes, being some of the more common ones amongst many others. Now, one of the key approaches that we take when it comes to managing insulin resistance and GD risk and PCOS is reviewing the total carbohydrate load distribution and carbohydrate types of the diet. And let me get this straight. There is nothing at all wrong with eating carbohydrates. (laughs) If you know me, I am pro-carb. However, with a vegan diet especially, almost every single dietary source is going to have some kind of carbohydrate content with the exception of non-starchy vegetables and plain tofu for the most part. There's a few other exceptions too, but they're the two big ones. So it can become a little more challenging to balance your meals and the carbohydrate volume uh, for, say, insulin resistance management. It is slightly easier for those who follow a vegetarian diet as you have eggs. Another tricky situation is IBS and the vegan or vegetarian diet. The reason being is the high fiber content can be a trigger in and of itself for some of the symptoms as it's creating a large burden on the gut microbiome to digest a huge volume of fiber because some people are eating upwards of 60 grams of fiber per day and there's nothing technically wrong with that but if it's uncomfortable it's causing IBS-like symptoms it can be problematic. The low FODMAP diet is a commonly used and scientifically backed strategy to manage the symptoms of IBS and find unique intolerances. The tricky part is foods like legumes, dairy and many fruits, vegetables, some nuts and whole grains because are off the table in the initial phases of this diet. So it can make an already somewhat restrictive dietary pattern being more plant-based temporarily more restrictive when you layer a low FODMAP diet on top of a vegan or vegetarian diet. 
This can cause some people to just not know what to eat altogether, which can contribute to just overall inadequate nutrition, which then feeds into issues with ovulation, for example. This is a situation I've seen pretty commonly in those who self-manage layering different dietary approaches, uh, particularly with a vegan or vegetarian diet. Now, this podcast isn't intended to give you an answer about whether you should or shouldn't follow a particular way of eating when trying to conceive. However, if you are currently following a vegan or vegetarian diet, in my opinion, it is absolutely mandatory that you have a consultation with the dietitian prior to trying to conceive to evaluate any gaps, make amendments to your diet and discuss any appropriate supplement regime based on your blood work. Want some hands-on help with your preconception diet and lifestyle and seeing how your current diet stacks up? Book in for a deep dive with our two-hour fertility nutrition intensive with an expert fertility dietitian and nutritionist for an expert set of eyes on your diet and lifestyle and learn how we can make practical changes to your diet and lifestyle for your future family. Thank you so, so much for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to follow on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It makes such a difference to our little podcast, reaching more people. And don't forget to share it with your partner, friend, family member, colleague, or just to your social media stories and send us a little tag at the underscore dietologist. We love to see it. Until next time, everyone. Bye. Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast, acknowledges the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connections to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to First Nation cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all First Nations people tuning in today. This podcast is recorded on the land of the Gadigal people of the Aura Nation.